We're two weeks into an international break. Uh, there's not much football outside of that to talk about, but there is lots of other stuff to talk about on this episode, episode 35 of Soccer Cards United. You're very welcome into the show. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm one of the hosts. The other host is called Enzo. Hi, Enzo. Hey, Jason. Another win for Italy tonight. 25 unbeaten. 25 unbeaten. Very yeah. good. Dark horse pick for the Euros. Yeah, not that anyone remembers, but we're also we're in the final of the Nations League, which will take place after the Euros or something. It's very confusing, but like Mancini's reign so far has been quietly amazing. Yeah, he said. I think he said he was going to go after some uh, pretty soon point, but then they were like, "Can you extend your contract, please? Because you're good at this." Um, yeah. So apparently, he has very. Uh, very funky playlists that he plays in the dressing room and at training if you ever want to to i don't know go running or something look up roberto mancini's playlists and there's a lot of things that you'd be surprised that are on there that are on there (laughs) and why do i know that it doesn't matter so um lots to talk about here enzo first of all let's talk about a bit of the football um from around the european qualifiers of course south american world cup qualifiers um were suspended um, yeah. So no South American qualifiers went on. Um, the North in North America big news in the last week or so was that the U.S. team, the U.S. under twenty threes, will not be going to the Olympics because they were knocked out of Olympic qualifying by Honduras. Now obviously they didn't have their superstars there, but they knew that, and they were still knocked out by Honduras, which um, is not. I mean, there's no reason to think Honduras are they're bad are bad, but um, kind of dashed some of the hopes because the senior team was playing a couple of friendlies they were doing really well the US and then it kind of put a halt to their gallop a little bit because without their kind of European based superstars they they faltered uh, against uh, Honduras I suppose our US listeners should write in and tell us do you care is it alright are you going to win the World Cup in 2026 anyway Mm. Um, yeah I think um, it is a big deal though because like the the Olympics is taken very seriously especially by uh People in the United States as well. I think I think that that was huge for the women's team as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So um, that, but that wasn't the worst upset of the, of the week, and neither was um, the Republic of Ireland getting beaten by Luxembourg and then drawing with Qatar. The biggest upset, thank God, that wasn't the biggest <laughs> upset because the biggest upset of the whole international break was just tonight before we uh, started recording. Germany were beaten at home in Duisburg. By North Macedonia. Oof. Um, they conceded goals to Goran Pandev. Uh, who doesn't concede goals to him? Pa- Pandev is just... I mean, here's the thing. We, um, Enzo and I, had this other podcast called The Fuzzy Shone, and there's a, f- a clip of the... I was going to say a famous clip, but it's not. It's just famous to us. There's a famous clip of the, of the Fuzzy Shone where we talk about Goran Pandev years, from years ago, let's be honest. <laughs> um, maybe we'll post it on the Sock Cards United Instagram I'll story. I'll share it onto post. the story maybe tomorrow. Yeah, just so people can see it. I'll do it tomorrow when um, people have listened. I mean, yeah. it's up for 24 so, hours. So, um, there's a few little good players for uh, for uh, North Macedonia, by the way. You have uh, Enes Bardi, you have Elmas, Pandev, Alioski, but they're nothing compared to the German team. Like, you have... Germany had Kai Havertz and Serge Gnabry up front, Joshua, Ki- Joshua Kimmich, uh, Gundogan, Goretzka, Sané, Ginter, Rudiger, Emre Chan, Robin Goosens, Ter Stegen in goal, Musiala came on, Werner came on, Amin Yunus came on, and there was no look, they got beaten. 
Uh, 2-1 and they could see an 85th minute winner as well yeah not everyone can do what Italy do especially not the Germans no how many World Cups have you gotten they got four apiece four apiece oh it's neck and neck I'm very sad about when they won the fourth that was very sad yeah but Yogi Love that's his last he's leaving after the Euros that's his last ever uh, World Cup related game with Germany not a great way to go out and I think it's the first time Germany have been beaten at home uh, since maybe 2005 or something like that. And they weren't um, even qualifying. Like 2005 would have been for the 2006 World Cup, which they were the hosts of. So they, they would have been kind of friendly. I think it, I think it was... Two, let me just look up. I think it was but against England. Even, it was 5-1. They wouldn't have... Ooh. I think Italy... It was, oh, sorry. 2001. 2001. I'm very yeah, sorry about that. Italy beat Germany. Yeah, Germany were playing friendlies before that World Cup because they were the, um, the hosts... I, don't believe, hosts, I, do, yeah. I think Italy bashed them before the World Cup if I'm not mistaken I feel like we beat them really badly 3-0 or something yeah so Years not back. good that was the last time Germany lost at home in a World Cup qualifier was in 2002 against England where they got beaten in the Olympic Stadion in Munich and they could see the goals from uh, Steven Gerrard Emil Heskey and a hat-trick from a young Michael Owen oof Michael Owen oh, now that just makes me sad let's not get into that but I will say Michael Owen a shadow of the striker that Goran Pandev is I was about to say, since 2001, I want to know if Germany played Pandev at home in a World Cup qualifier. <laughs> Pandev has the head-to-head against Germany. I think so. Um, yeah, some other just quick uh, results. Uh, England beat a Robert Lewandowski-less uh, uh, Poland. Lewandowski got injured the other night. Um, he will miss both legs of the Champions League quarterfinal against PSG. He's injured his knee. Um, he bruised the strain. ligament they're saying yeah ligament in his right knee be out for around four weeks but of course he's on the run to try and break Gerd Muller's Bundesliga single season goal scoring record yeah, I'm so and sad. now I think he's going to have to get a brace in every game that he plays in no no he's only oh yeah he, he needs six goals to break it yeah and he probably only has three games left no I think he no, has he needs six let's see here because, Let me have because a look like, here. he's four weeks out, but the international break is actually helping that. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Anyway, he's gonna miss the uh, the games against Paris Saint Germain on April seventh and April thirteenth. And if the whole if the Bayern were to progress, they, he could also miss the first leg to the semi final, which is set for April twenty sixth. He, he might also he might set have out four games left in the Bundesliga if he's lucky. Yeah. But he's gonna to have to do, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat, which is so sad because he he was. It almost seemed like he deserved to break that record this year, especially um, off the back of the Ballon d'Or cancellation last year when he could have won it, and he could have then this year won the Ballon d'Or based on that record. Yeah, breaking the record. Yeah, they could have circled back around to him. Yeah, now very upset for Robert Lewandowski, and um, geez, I'm glad we sold his his auto there a few months ago. <laughs> You're delighted. Uh, we didn't hold on to the... Oh, he's going to break Gerd Muller's record. Then we can sell it. Oh, yeah. Get him out the door. Um, so then, uh, yeah, England beat uh, Poland, which in fairness, Poland are no pushovers. We beat them 2-1 uh, tonight. England going really well under Gareth Southgate. Uh, a lot of England fans complaining... Mason Mount. Uh, ...that some of the t- players can't get in the team because Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice are all taking up midfield roles. But Mason Mount is undroppable and unstoppable. And he just keeps getting better. And when when you look at it, right, the like the team they played today, and I think the other night as well, 
the midfield three for England was Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips and Mason Mount. And Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips are both defensive midfielders. De- Declan Rice, can, they can both carry the was ball a little bit. Look at that. The midfield we were going to do, only we decided not to put Declan Rice in because he was a snake. Uh, we didn't. We put in Mount and <laughs> Bellingham uh, and Bellingham. Yeah, yeah, we, we went, were very we went creative. Wild. But um, the Mason Mount was given essentially sole creative responsibility in the England midfield tonight because he's that and, good, and uh, and he bossed it, undroppable, unstoppable. Yeah, I think I fucking hate how good of a manager Southgate kind of like not even good of a manager, but like he doesn't just put the hype in. Like, he's actually, oh, these players yes. are good, and these work well together. Like, he actually understands that, which almost annoys me, because, you know, we don't want to see England do well, because we're Irish. Well, there's a lot of people, like, complaining that, um, like, on the plane now, you, it'll be hard for Grealish to play, it'll be hard for even Foden to play, it'll be hard for uh, James Madison to play, Harvey Barnes will probably be injured. But, like, there's a lot of attacking midfield time. People would say Mason Mount should have competition but he just has no competition apparently at this stage no he's fucking good like we we've said it before like when we were saying people were always asking do i invest in madison do i invest in Grealish? do i invest in this person we were like there's so many of them like you don't really know who's going to be a starter but like, hey, but you can be pretty sure who he'll be starting is mason mounds but he's yeah. not the glamorous pick you know and he's just oh it gets me going he's just not like why is he not why is jack Grealish? why is he so fucking glamorous yeah i don't know I yeah. don't know, but Mason Mount is winning over more supporters by the by the day, by the hour. Um, I tell you what, as well, Denmark had a big win against Austria after their big win. They beat Austria four nil in Austria tonight, and they won eight nil the other night as well. Denmark against Moldova. Yeah, the Danes are knocking in goals like nobody's business. Yeah, they're having a good time. Poulsen is. Poulsen we all thought that Norway were going to be the yeah the, goal the surprise. Haaland didn't score a goal in all three of his World Cup qualifiers. Neither did Mbappe. Okay. So I'll try that on for size. Hobby Twitter. Shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's move on from that. I want to talk about someone who didn't play in the uh, World Qualifiers for Spain. Hasn't been playing recently for Barcelona. Um, but is one of the bright young stars of the hobby. Was named number one on goals next gen list and all this stuff. Hype, 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 hype. His name is Ansu Fati. He's Barcelona's wonder kid and he's got knees made of glass. Um, he released a post um, this is Wednesday the 31st so he really, I think it was today um, a picture of him in the gym doing a bit of training uh, fully kitted out in Nike gear so that's good you should always monetize your um, emotional Instagram post <laughs> um, but he had a statement then, so, and I'm going to read it in full here if that's okay should I go yeah, ahead and do that please do okay so this is uh, translated uh, by some blog right a few years ago, I had a serious injury, a fractured tibia and fibula. I spent almost a year without being able to play. There were many days of suffering and pain, but also a lot of learning. It helped me to appreciate the little details. With my family and all the professionals that helped me at that time, I promised myself to keep going and work harder than ever to do what I liked the most. Unfortunately, now I have to live in a similar situation, which I will face with the same mentality. I want to thank all who will follow me and support me on a daily basis. Football is my life, and no matter how many obstacles there are, I will always have the illusion of uh, that should say the dream that's badly translated I will always have the illusion of continuing to fight for my dreams that whole sentence is badly translated but anyway um, Enzo when he says unfortunately I have to live in a similar situation is it unfair for us to think that he's he's basically saying I might not play for many many months could be, I could be out for close to a year um, I'm trying to think of how many months he's already been out in that respect it's, it's a lot yeah like he's probably not too far off like 
too far off a year. It's definitely been a few he's probably, months. He's, he's probably been injured for five months, maybe. Yeah, well then, you know, you're, you're basically saying the breaking news there is he's probably not going to the Euros. That's that's the key part, isn't it? He's, he's, he's not going to be back before the end of the season. And if that's the case, he won't be going to the Euros. Um, do you think this is the kind of thing that uh, would maybe slow down his hobby prices? Or is he almost, at this stage, too big to fail? Too many people have money tied up in him. The hype yeah, machine will keep on driving. It's one of those ones where you you know your your people that have put money into them are planning to hold and hope for the best. Um, some panic sells will definitely take place, which could be opportunities. You know, it's all kind of risk. It's risky now. You know, you don't really know what what to do. Um, it was actually interesting because since his injury, his prices have gone down. The hype disappeared, but it was actually the resurgence of Haaland hitting form because the two of them are just kind of tied together because it was their rookie season and they were both in top scrum together so as yeah. um as attention and eyes I, I honestly i think that's something to do with just people never really looking for the top scrum set which is something we discovered when we tried to sell our top scrum cards it was very counterintuitive <laughs> but it was it was so like no one can get that box in hand so no one actually very few people actually look for it online because it's just not spoken about much it's just kind of a weird one but uh, obviously people were looking for the top scrum haaland and the sapphire haaland and while they were there, they seen the Ansu Fati, and they were like, "Oh, that's very cheap. I wasn't, you know, I'll get him." Mm. But uh, yeah, obviously the injury, not ideal. But I don't think I don't know. I don't. I don't really like. I don't have too much Fahi. I have a few of his Este stickers. I've already sold his Mega Cracks that I owned. I only owned one, and we have one Topps Chrome Refractor Jason that we do have up for sale. Yeah. So that'll probably affect his prices. That might struggle to move. But like, I don't know. I was never a huge Ansu Fahi believer. I thought he was a wonder kid, but I don't know. I was always again. I went Haaland. If you're if you're picking between the two, like I definitely went hard on Haaland. I kind of felt that was my guy, um, and yeah, I kind of did feel like it was one or the other. They were always together. You know, you weren't really investing in both necessarily, even for some reason. But yeah, I went hard on Haaland. I left Fatty on the table. Yeah, I think, I think Fatty as well. Like, um, there's a lot of stuff that goes against him in that. Just even if you're looking at who you want to invest in. Obviously, he's playing for Barcelona, so even though he's amazing, he's still, people might say, like, the next Messi. Like, you know, it's like, but Messi's still there, so it's never going to be the number one. You know what I mean? You kind of yeah. live in a Messi shadow, even if you're very good. Um, Barcelona, it's almost this kind of expectation of uh, when a, a brilliant player is producer Barcelona. It's been a while since, I mean, since before this current crop, there was a, there was a kind of long barren period for La Masia. But... Um, when Lamazia produces uh, an excellent player, it's not really a shock. Like you know, you're kind of like, yeah. oh, good, okay. So they're doing what they should be doing. Whereas when you hear here, there's some Norwegian robot just came out of Molde, <laughs> and he he's you know, there's a he's the son of a uh, um, player. midfielder played a lot in the north of England. It's kind of like what what's happening now? Okay, tell me more about this. So and the robot speaks English, and um, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Fatty had that going against him and also there's a very genuine risk of his and by the way just I'm not, I'm not talking Fatty down I'm not gonna I'm not trying to drive prices down and then I'll snap him up that's not what I'm doing I'm just mm-hmm. saying he's only what he's only 18 now if even um, if even so uh, I think he's younger I want to check and he and he could have had you know two years out with injury um, it's not a great sign 18. We talked about Michael talked about Michael Owen earlier, um, who also was plagued with injury. If you have two serious injuries, he clearly has the mentality, but sometimes it's not up to you. Yeah, your body gives him. 
so it's not it's not we're look, it's not a time to just panic sell all your Ansu Fati. There's no, I'm not saying this fella isn't going to go out to have a long and illustrious and productive career, but it is a lesson in, you know, you're you're investing quote unquote investing. You're risking this fella, you know, not getting hit by a bus and breaking his legs. Yeah, it's obviously it's not just like will this one 18 year old get injured? Like you're a professional player, so he's obviously going to have to put a lot of stress and strain on his muscles on a daily basis. So it's high, yeah. high risk. Um. I would say this is one thing I kind of drew from that. Like, you know, even the likes of Eddie and Hazard, who has been plagued with injury since leaving Chelsea, which has been really sad. I think that um, a football player's mental health can really be affected. And part of that statement to me was kind of frustration at all of the um, rumors that are going around about his third operation, whether he had one, whether he didn't. Like, his statement was kind of a thing. I think he obviously yeah. had the tibia fibia injury when he was younger. Um, mm. which might have been like broken I don't know what I don't know the specifics of that injury but like that's something that he would have experienced for a year would have kind of shocked to the system at that age that could really make or break whether or not you're going to become a professional I think now mm. he there's a chance every chance that he just has like a classic run of the mill knee ligament injury which obviously is not a good one but I think his mental health could instantly put him in a place where he's thinking it's way worse than it is does that make sense whereas it's just like you've, he's already had the trauma of an injury that, that kept him out for one year now this injury, yeah. he feels like he's already in that mindset of this is a recurring thing. My career could constantly be plagued with injuries, but it could literally just be two unlucky injuries, and after this, he could be smooth sailing. Obviously, he has some of the best doctors. AA, <laughs> uh, Pep Guardiola, yeah, you know, from Barcelona. Ooh, Ooh them nice. doctors. Don't know if they can help with knees, but they can help with something else. Um, yeah, to keep you keep you running anyway. Yeah, high risk. Obviously, listen, you don't want to hear a player that's injured. I knew when I was investing that um, Haaland was made of metal, so there was a better chance. That he'd be alright. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how Haaland uh, develops over the years. I, I just, I'm, um, yeah. The, I mean, also that's a good point about the mental health of, of Ansu Fadi. Like because when he had his previous injury, he was, as you say, the question was, can I kick on from this injury? Can I make it into the senior team? Can I make an impression? And all that stuff, which is its own battle, but it's not quite the same as I now have a Nike deal worth loads of money and six million instagram followers who are kind of looking at me like hello what are you doing you know like it's it's a different level so now he must feel like he has to also recuperate in public which is difficult yeah and but you also have to think like coming back from that original injury when he was like a child to go from that to the player that we'd seen prior to this injury Mm. his mental strength is definitely through the roof as well and like his ability is yeah. clearly incredible if you can suffer out for one year at maybe age 15 or whatever age he was and then still yeah. burst on the scene like that that's a bit crazy so that's like a positive sign but yeah definitely it's bad news all around i would say but like there is some hints of positivity in there and i don't think it basically i would say once he comes back if he does get injured again within six months then it's kind of oh shit <laughs> yeah okay so he's he's on two strikes another strike and he could be out um oh god I've, I've you know it just reminds me of, of Giuseppe Rossi he was someone he was such a good player I think his might have been hamstring related I can't remember but like he was just right. so talented but he could never get a full season under his belt yeah I mean it is like it is a, an incredibly difficult thing as well to play for as long as we expect football players to play at that high level um, and especially now when you have so much football being played um, all the time, the players simply don't have a break. Um, they're playing at a much higher intensity where they're running a lot more, they're training a lot more. Um, and I don't know if we're, if we're going to necessarily, we don't know, we just, you know, 
are we going to see people being able to have 20 year careers like Zatan you know um, or, or what's going to happen yeah we don't know so we'd be interested to see what happens there how far are we into the show we're 20 minutes into the show it could be kind of a short one today because of the fact that it's international break that's true um, so let's talk about a couple <laughs> the of fact things that it's late <laughs> it's late it's, yeah it's near 11 o'clock when we're recording this as we speak um, but Enzo ages and ages and ages ago on the show you brought it to our attention that Panini had updated their Italian website um, to be a bit more user friendly, a bit more clean, a bit more modern, kind of close to mo- yeah, and also close to the Panini America site. Yeah. Um, and we thought maybe they would do that for the UK, which is obviously a big constituency of our listeners, uh, and it's also the one that covers Ireland, so that's good. Um, and then sure enough, Panini announced uh, this week that they've completely revamped their Panini.co.uk site, and uh, looks great. Yeah, it's similar to the Italian site. There's a few differences, but it's basically the same kind of mechanics, and it's just exciting. Yeah, um, can I tell I'm you? Just... Can I can I cut in real quick? Please. And uh, when they did it with the Italian site, they launched Panini Instant for Serie A. So I would not be shocked if we see that for the no. Premier League coming soon. Yeah, or maybe even the Championship. But uh, probably not the Championship. But I'd say Premier League. Panini Instant Premier League. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Imagine having a having a, of course Sergio Aguero when was, we talked about this the other day that he's that he's leaving Man City at the end of the season. Imagine having the Aguero uh, yeah, Panini that instant. Moment. That would be amazing. Yeah. A um, couple of interesting things they have on this. They have their U.S. sports trading card section where they have an NFL Prism multi pack and an NBA Hoops multi pack. Then they have uh, oh shit. Panini, Panini Premier League Prism. Could be a yeah. huge threat to my Amadialos that I bought on tops now. You mean Panini Instant Premier League? Yeah, to Justin and Dan, what I said. You said Panini Prism. Oh, sorry, Premier. Panini Instant. Because in my head, I was like, what are the chances Antifati does something again in Europe? Oh, not Antifati, Jesus. Amadialo. You're all over the place. I'm so, sorry. Amadialo, do anything else in Europe? Probably mm. not. Like, probably he might, but like maybe not. Whereas if he does shit in the Premier yeah. League, the tops now price goes up. But then if Panini are thinking that they can throw an instant out, troubles brewing. Mm, troubles brewing. Fuck. Um, one thing they do have here as well: the Premier League section, diecast collectibles, all, and they have a blockchain section as well. So I'm clicking on that now. Okay. Um, Digital. And it brings me to Panini. Discover Panini blockchain. And I'm looking at pictures of David Beckham autos, uh, Luka Modric autos. I'm looking at a Panini blockchain prism for Leo Messi. Um, I don't understand. See the Coke autos. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, don't I think it. with Panini blockchain you get uh, you get the physical card as well. Oh, I didn't know that. As far as I know, um, I'm not sure I on that. Blo- I I think you do. Well, I never heard that, so that's news to me. If it's true, have a look, listeners. Go and discover that. See, I'm pretty sure if you get a Panini blockchain card, you can actually get the physical card as well as the digital copy. Um, but yeah, it doesn't take you anywhere. It just takes you to the Panini blockchain page on Panini America. Um, but it does show that Panini are keenly aware of um, digital collectibles and are ramping up. Yeah, the site is long. And I don't know if it actually don't uses the blockchain or whether they just say blockchain. That's so like, true. Just to sound fancy. Um. 
because from what little I know about blockchain technology, you can make things look like they're on a blockchain that aren't. Oh. Um, it's just a decentralized network of uh, financial But you can make things look decentralized that actually aren't decentralized. Ah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Um, so that's Panini. Go anyone based in the UK or Ireland, go and have a look. Or if you're international, just interested, uh, go and have a look and see uh, what's new on panini.co.uk. And while you're there, let's give them a little plug. While you're there, pick up your fifty pound cereal. But don't do that. Don't do that. That's not. They're not even available. Oh no, sold out. No, they just took them down. I can't even find. I'm gonna go back on the side. I can't even find. Me and Jason the, are gonna uh, rip a box of that each at some stage. We will not be selling it though. Yeah, we bought some Panini Prism Premier League cereal boxes just out of interest. Just as we didn't even really understand what the configuration was going to be, um, but uh, we have them. We're going to rip them and see what the story is. I'm looking here at the Panini Premier League stuff: Adrenaline XL stickers. No, 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 not for us. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, so moving on then from. Panini to a grading company of great renown by the name of PSA. Enzo, what's going on with PSA right now? Oh, it's a great question. Um, in short, they've stopped taking cards. They've suspended most, most, most of their services because they were hitting 2 million cards per month. Mm. Sounds like they could use a European... We talked about that on, on the show the other... Yeah. Uh, so the they, other they decided to take action instead of just taking 2 million cards a month. Um, which is really good, obviously. Um, suspended most services. The most expensive service they kept, I think, Super Express, which is like 150 per card, because you know they're still sharks oh. at the end of the day. Like if you're willing yeah. to pay this, we'll take these cards, no problem. Um, yeah, for the foreseeable future, I think there was a date on when they're going to July. F- I think. Yeah, they're hoping to have the backlog done. But yeah, it's it's great. What's it going to do though? It's going to impact the prices. Of graded cards that yeah. are graded already because you can't grade anymore especially like if, if you got like a fresh card like if someone i don't know the yellow the yellow hasn't been shipped out yet i don't think but like if you got like one of the brand new cards that are fresh out and then you you did the quick grading with it you'll probably yeah. be the only person for like half a year with that card graded so the population will be controlled to a really small amount so go you if you are sharp on that um now, we expect some of the beneficiaries of this to be the other grading companies, um, mainly BGS, I would say. I think I saw, um, if you haven't seen it already, if you don't follow them on Twitter, go and uh, follow Watch The Breaks, at Watch The Breaks on Twitter. Uh, he was doing a poll about where, you, if, where you'll be sending your cards for grading if you're not sending the PSA. And I think BGS had like half of the people saying they'd send them there, and then it was split the rest of them between um, CSG, uh, SGC, C- CSG, the certified sports yeah csg sgc and hga i think we're split uh yeah hey get out here hga no we love you we love you no we don't um so yeah so here we go i as we know enzo i keep coming back to the website sports collectors daily because i genuinely find it very useful when we're producing the hobby (laughs) hq segments they're very good at keeping it up to date with all the news um so uh buried here's a very striking first uh, line from Rich Mueller in his article on Sports Collectors Daily. Buried under a multi-million card backlog of submissions, PSA announced Tuesday that it was immediately suspending suspending virtually all but its highest paid services. Highest priced services. Wow. Um, crazy stuff going on. 
had to be done. Um, I mean, it's a big movement to do that, to literally be like turning that amount of revenue away because you literally just yeah. can't. That's huge. I mean, they, they tried to... Apparently, they tried to do the price increases. They said, we're going to increase all of our prices. Maybe that'll stop people from sending the stuff. And then they realized, no, that's not that's not going to be enough. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's a bit of a statement here. I'll just, I won't read all of it, just parts of it from Steve Sloan, who's the PSA president. He said, the sheer volume of orders the PSA has received in early March has fundamentally changed our ability to service the hobby. I think maybe what happened was everybody sent in their cards before the prices went up on in April. And it was next. Do you know what's funny? I like the idea of HGA reading that statement and being like, oh. HGA checking Facebook. Because they assume that's where everybody communicates yeah, with no. their customers. Um, so, Steve Sloan says, The reality is that we recently received more cards in three days than we did during the previous three months. I mean, wow. That's, that's a price increase. He said, it's, We have to do it to properly service the customer, serve the customers who have already submitted to PSA. Da, 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 da. Um, the company take a tiered approach, bringing back all these services. They hope to have everything... Uh, back by july 1st it's a three-month window for them to catch up but the other interesting part of this enzo is that steve sloan they're taking action steve sloan is the president of psa and then the company that owns psa is collector's universe and of course nat turner who we talked about before he's the chairman he said several weeks ago that the company is hoping to expand into other locations across the u.s and overseas, something Sloan says will, quote, help diffuse submissions across multiple locations and allow PSA to tap into the new grading talent across the hobby. Are we getting a European branch of PSA, Enzo? What's going on? We better, and I'm really, really, really hopeful of it, Jason. I'm scared. Sometimes when they say international, they don't really, they don't, you know, like the world Overseas. He says overseas. Just, yeah, I know. That's true. But so it has to be over is, a sea. Don't worry. Could be in Asia. That's true. It depends. I guess it depends on. I, I I think you know. What I, I want to say it depends on where the volumes are coming from, and I strongly believe that the soccer, the soccer card part of the hobby in Europe, yeah, had a uh, had a lot to do with that increased volume, and I think that we, based on that, we, the soccer card people, have forced their hand. Now I think maybe we've we we're slightly overestimating ourselves, but I'm happy to go along with it because this is not a basketball card podcast. Listen, one million Mesa Mount cards a week going to PSA <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and it's Jason sending them. Yeah, it's me sending them. Um, so basically what happened was uh, Nat Turner, he bought PSA or he's part of a consortium bought PSA and then he said, well, what's next? What are we going to do? And uh, apparently they're going to they're gonna look to, to expand a little bit. If they were to move overseas and they moved transatlantic to ha- or not move sorry but open a, a, a grading uh, branch over here you have to wonder do they go to the UK do they say well the UK seems to be our biggest um, overseas or European submission source so do we go to the UK and we just say that you know Brexit the EU the EU guys can deal with it or do they say we want somewhere within the EU we want somewhere English speaking we want somewhere maybe with a nice corporate tax rate we could use and and do they say, let's open a little grading house in Dublin, Ireland? Can we oh. start that campaign right now? Uh, you know, this for once, I'm, we're not going to do production on, on the show, but I have things to say right. to you, Jason. Yes, we can. A little, a little campaign that we can do, maybe. Yeah, why not? 
Why not? Why not? Let's get Nat Turner on the show. Let's say to him, hey, you come over here and you hire us. <laughs> to do what? I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be a card grader, would you? No, I would be very bad at that job. Yeah, that's not really a, my... If there's like a multi-million card backlog, I would be pissed off just looking at different cards every day. Yeah, it's not my... Whenever I see the job, they say, do you love looking at cards? And I'm like, I like looking at my cards. I mean, I guess if a super rare card got put through, you'd be happy enough holding it, but I, I'd just be stressed out. I'd be stressed out. I wouldn't like It's not my cup of tea. And if I seen a lot of Adama no. Triores, I just, I'd want to just be... Like, give me the email address to whoever sent them. Let me send them a message. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Watch this space and watch what we do to try and change this space because um, we're always up to little innovators, little, little plans, caveats, bits of innovation, caveats. There's always caveats with us. So let's look. Last last item on the agenda. Ding ding ding. Right. And so today there was a random, a <laughs> random that? drop. That was yes. a, that was the last item bell. Okay, sorry. We hit that. It's last That's last me. call. Ding ding Ooh. ding. You're missing the pub. Yeah, I missed the pub big time. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> today, Tops European websites released randomly. Didn't say what time was coming out. Merlin 95, which is Merlin 95 Heritage Collection. It's what Tops are doing. They're reviving the Merlin brand, which they own, to kind of use like their 1995 collection as inspiration for these cards. Completely random drop. Everyone was freaking out. Loads of people got them. Um, that wouldn't usually get them because of the bots would usually be all lined up. Um, very exciting. Do you want me to tell people about the thing real quick and then we can talk about it? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we can do a breakdown after. So, Murder 95 UEFA Champions League hobby box. So, it's a, it's a hobby box. It's 80 cards in the box. It's 10 packets of 8 cards. There's a 144 card base set. There's uh, number parallels, one in every three packs. Um, there's one autograph per box, including base autographs, auto parallels, legend autos, dual autos, and 333 on-card Geo Reina, Geo, Geo Reina autos. Poor Reina signing all them. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, the dual autos. Oh, don't get me started. It, it, was, it was a good, great drop. Oh, down. and a pair of uh, a pair of uh, red, blue retro three uh, D glasses. Weird. That was weird. Very weird. I don't quite know what was going on there. I think outrage marketing. It's all I can think of. I feel like tops are kind of in that bag. They like just putting something put something funky in there, something a little bit gimmicky, just to get us talking. And hey, it's working because we're talking about it right now. Nah. So, you know, yeah. I, I loved how they dropped it. First of all. I'm sorry to the American listeners because I know you were all sleeping for the most part. At least on, on the west the coast, coast they were asleep. I was yeah. going to say yeah, one of the coasts were sleeping. Um, but like it was only fair. Like I think they'd agree with that. Like it was a European only product. I mean, Panini and their their Prism H two European <laughs> configurations have never made it to Europe. <laughs> They're being sold in the US by yeah. merchants. Um, so yeah, I th- I think it was good. I think a lot of people have been pissed off recently, especially you know with tops when whenever like everything just sells out straight away and um, so it was good it was good to not i think yeah it was smart not to give a time I, I don't see why what benefit there is to giving a specific time yeah they tweeted it out on tuesday to say um this is coming soon and then they just randomly dropped it at an earlier time than time. normally would yeah yeah and speaking of our suspicion that maybe the 3d thing is just a gimmicky thing to get people talking the base 3d checklist 
is Tony Cruz, Griezmann, Trippier, Witzel, Sane, Wijnaldum, Gabriel Jesus, Maguire, Hammaguire, Kante, Bonucci, <laughs> Moise Keane, and Ashley Young. So they've used a lot of the non-desirable cards on the Did you say set. I hate Maguire? No, no, Harry Maguire. So. Oh, I thought you under- I said Maguire, hate- Harry Maguire. Like I thought you bond, Maguire, James I hate bond. Maguire. No, 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 I like Maguire, <laughs> I think. I don't have an opinion. Anyway, um, so I think they did just say, like, let's, like let's that's use some of the less desirable players on this banter part of the set. Um, it was we a do troll. have, of course, they're trolling us. Yeah, good old-fashioned troll. I haven't heard that term in a while. Um, then some of the big cards people would be interested in, there are some uh, rookies we're talking about in the base action cards, which are a certain kind of insert, you have Yusufa Makoku. His first non Top Snail card. Mm-hmm. You have um, some autograph cards of Eduardo Camavinga, Mason Mount, Jude Bellingham. Um, let's see, Gio Reyna, of course, has the on-card ones. Weston McKenney's in there. Alfonso Davies in there. Yeah, Gravenberg, uh, Joe Felix, Noah Lang, Billy Gilmore, who we talked about recently as well. Um, loads of them. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, autos stacked. There was a few duds as well, but like it was a fairly stacked checklist for autos. Yeah. Like. Um. Then we have a dual auto, three dual auto cards. These were three very good ones. One is Haaland and Reina. Yep. Two is Timo Werner and Mason Mount. <sighs> Mason Mount. Get out of here, Timo Werner! You're ruining the. You're spoiling the view. Yeah. That should have been Pulisic uh, and Mason Mount. That would have been a card. Yeah, now that's a card. Now for me, that's a card. <laughs> yeah, and it, they need um, to stop at Werner, that fella. Yeah, I think what they should they should have done is... Uh, but they dropped like, the ball on no Pulisic there, big time. Is there a... Hang on, is there a solo Mount auto? Yeah, and there's a solo... Antifact oh, there auto. is, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. And then the third uh, dual auto was... I'm thinking I might be able to get one of these Mount autos because it's the second year. I don't think you will, he's very good. Oh, and then I need Mason Mount on card autos. I want, I want a card that was touched by greatness. <laughs> <laughs> so then the the dual auto is uh, this third last one is Lena Messi and Ansu Fati. Um, I mean, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a nice and card. Glass even knees if, or not? That's a nice card. Even if Fati has glass knees and and doesn't go on to have the career we think he oh, will. Here we go. Are you about to do um, this? This card would be a great uh, reminder to people. You have one legend and you have one... Are you going to do one of this? I forget now what I was going to say. Okay, sorry. You've put me off. I was going to... I was lining up for something and now I'm... 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 I'm <laughs> we I'm have... Lost. We have... There was the Timo Werner and the Mountain Auto. Mount does have a solo auto. Ansu Fati has a solo auto. And then there's a dual auto, Jason, of Lionel Messi and Ansu Fati. And you had a hot take. I was going to say it'd be like having a Ansu Fati... No, it'd be like having a Lionel Messi and Bojan card. If Ansu Fati does not go on to do all the stuff he wants to do. Yeah. I um, mean, although in fairness, Bojan's played for a long, long time, which it looks like Fadi might not be able to do. Also, it's kind of reminding me of the Pele and um, Freddie Adu cards, maybe. This is, we're being <laughs> wholly disrespectful to Ansu Fati, by the way. Yeah, no, no, come on. He's probably going to be fine. I'm just just, just wondering. Uh, there are some legend autos as well. There's uh, Gianluca Vialli, uh, Giulio Cesar, uh, Del Piero. Wesley Snyder and Ryan Giggs. Uh, so some crossover there with the uh, with the Lost like, Rookies set. As a Milan fan, yeah. As a Milan fan, I don't like any of that. Mm. 
Um, interesting uh, base uh, set as well. It's an exciting set. I think people were really happy with it. I think they were delighted with the fact that it was an actual hobby configuration and not yeah. an on-demand set. They seem to have them, I think. I mean, let me look at the website again. Um, okay, also, as a final, please allow 28 business days for delivery plus 10 for international. Orders from outside the UK may be subject to import taxes. So I think they have them printed. They're just waiting for them to be shipped from the US and that could take a month or yeah. so. And like, yeah, not on demand, so it should be they should be printed. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, they also put out a shipping update on uh, the Firmino sets and the knockout sets. So it seems like some of the stuff, the random drops, the communication over shipping, all that stuff, it seems like some feedback is starting to trickle up the chain back to top. Yeah, they're making change, which is nice. Great to see. Yeah, my feedback to other companies, uh, mainly Panini, would be please don't say you're going to have a European version of a product and then not ever give it to us. Yeah, that's not cool. And then give us cereal boxes for 3x. I don't know what that that's about. I don't love that. I don't love that. Don't but love tops, it. I think tops Do better. Done well on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think what I like about this is they've used the inspiration of the old cards with modern players. Like and we all know, I had I had problems with the lost rookie set because I thought it was kind of like it was almost like you were trying to discuss. You were trying to like fake an old card. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is different to designing a new card using an old design. Yeah, fair. You're paying homage as opposed to trying to create a thing that didn't exist. Yes, exactly. I I, I do like that, um, and we'll see how they how they look. Can I just say, hand, the people are like, like, yeah, people give out about like, oh, why is this okay and lost rookies isn't? It's because the messy card's not going to have a fucking rookie logo on it. That's why. Yeah, because these are not. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the uh, pretty much the only necessary distinction to make. Yeah. Um, Exciting so, set yeah. though. Yeah, I was just so happy to see that a lot of people that I follow on Twitter and a lot of the kind of like hobby Twitter people got it. Got it. And just like it was just nice vibes because like there's been a few toxic releases where nobody can get them and there's like, are you a bot? Are you a bot? Um, <laughs> Everyone's accusing each other of being a bot. <laughs> yeah, are you a bot? No, no, that's exactly what a bot would say. Um, so it's good that people got them in and hopefully they can get them in hand pretty soon. And uh, Enzo, did we get some? Well, we can't just, we can't. Talk about that yeah, anymore. I've got a lot of messages asking like, "Oh, you're going to have that on the site?" And like, those are messages I don't like responding to because the same thing happened when Prism dropped. Like, it's just twenty people or more asking that question, and like, if I take the time to respond, so I'm, I'm, from now on, I'm not responding to that question. However, sign up to the mailing list, and you will find out first. Um, yeah, and, and mailing list on sarcardsunited.com to see if we ever have any products, which we don't have, necessarily know that we will. Those of you who have asked that question. I'm not annoyed at all and if you're listening to this now you know why I'm not going to answer and everyone that doesn't listen I don't give a fuck if they are annoyed I don't answer because they're not listening who the fuck are they sharks oh do you think that people are texting you asking you are you going to have that someone texted me like oh can you promote my podcast and then I looked into it and I was like you don't follow me who are you the nerve Hmm. the audacity is the thing Jason it's the audacity for me I don't love that anyway so uh, loads uh, we just talked about even though it didn't seem like we were uh, talking for that long i think it's just the international break because usually enzo i would take us through results from all over europe and tell you lots of stuff that's largely irrelevant to the hobby and we love it that's why we come back week after week after week. can i just say one thing before we close out the show jason please yes 25 games unbeaten giorgio chiellini and his total football you denied it <laughs> you denied it i think that your brain hasn't watched yeah. Italy in a while. We are 
doing some good shit these days. No, I, I, I think Italy are playing. I think also, like, you looked at the um, Raphael Toloi from Atlanta play tonight for Italy. Like, and he can play a bit, you know, because he's, he's naturalised Brazilian. All right, relax. He can, play a li- he can play a little bit. He can kind of, he, you know, he knows how to mix it up. I just loved Chiellini being like, this is, uh, this, this is what we're all about. It's aesthetics, it's style, it's, the results are secondary, you know. But speaking of this exact topic, last night uh, the Netherlands beat Gibraltar, who are uh, partly semi-professional, a lot of the players, beat them 8-0 or something. Um, and Frank de Boer has not started life well uh, as Netherlands manager and doesn't seem to know how to get them to play. Not he accused Gibraltar yes, yesterday after they beat them 8-0 of, of anti-football and criticised them. <laughs> and I was like, are you literally like the worst person in the world? Like, Jeez. I just, are you so pathetic that you like beat Gibraltar 8-0, you're the manager of the Dutch national team, you're Frank de Boer and you come out and lecture other people about what were they supposed to do you played to play Holland yeah you, oh. <laughs> you manage a good team I don't know if you know that yeah like it's it's. I just I just if there's one thing I, I hate worse than a sore loser it's someone that doesn't know how to win with a bit of dignity like you know yeah no it's like Gibraltar half the, half the team are accountants for by trade and it's not it's not even a it's not even something to brag about like oh we Gibraltar tried to sit back against it but we broke them down because we're you know the <laughs> Frank the boar is total football yeah I don't love it. I, no. The only thing I can imagine is um, the best team ever to play for would be a team with Giorgio Chiellini at centre half, managed by Frank De Boer. That's my dream. Oh. That would be yeah. Uh, if someone wants to get that going on a football manager simulator or something, I would love to see what that was like. World Cup winning, whatever it is. Seventy so, percent possession um, per game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it for episode thirty-five of Soccer Card United. Um, do send us in any questions you have for the next episode of our Q&A show uh, which will be out on Monday um, do sign up to the mailing list at soccercardsunited.com um, to keep track of anything we may be adding sooner or later um, and other than that we hope you're all well and we will. We hope your country's won this week um, all our Macedonians uh, congratulations and uh, yeah, enjoy the return of club football at the weekend. We'll see you all on Monday. Mm-hmm.